welcome to another episode of Conversations with Mo. What up, what up? What's going on? Hey. What's happening? Hey, friends. Hi. How y'all doing? Doing good. Happy end of fucking Masters Week. I thought you were about to say Happy Easter. I'm going to say you're a little late for that. No. Nah. Thank God this shit over. Congratulations to Patrick Reed. Ain't that his name? Yeah. Oh, okay. He played he play for ASU, right? Yep. Yay. That was nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of money here this week. Was it? <sighs> here. Tons of fucking money. I got plenty of money. <laughs> that that should have been the theme song. Every time you seen somebody with some money, listen. I I ain't never had folks just willing to give me more than twenty dollars as a tip just to take their ass maybe five minutes up the road in my life. Just like, oh here you go. Let me let me give you some extra. <laughs> well, put some stank on it since you want to give me some extra. Here you go. Thank you, peasant. <laughs> <laughs> but now it was a great, great week. Um, welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Mo. What up, Taco? What's good? What up, John? What's happening, John? Farewell episode. This oh no! I know. So I sad. To leave. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get she John. We're in here more often. Maybe through the. Through the waves. Let's do it. I'm with it. Um, and Diego will join us whenever the fuck he decides to be on, be in the studio. Oh, okay. So let the hair go. (laughs) 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 Bitch, you on my motherfucking time? (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Let the hair go. Nah. Um, but traffic is a beast. It took us a minute to get here, so I'm sure he tagging along. But we're gonna go ahead and get this party started. Um. So many great reviews. Mm-hmm. 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 One moment. Okay. So many great reviews from last week. Um, people that are actually letting the hurt go. Like, this is a great episode, really? guys. I'm did proud we, of y'all. Oh, did we help? We, listen, we were therapy for some motherfuckers out there last That's week. Good. Like, no, on seriously, like, I got, like, I shared with y'all a few messages I got mm-hmm. in my inbox and people that just was like oh you know what i'm dealing with the same thing or i've dealt with the same thing and you know it was good just good to hear you know other people relate to what they're going through um john somebody told me to tell you let the hurt go oh let who said that, that? Hurt go. <laughs> i mean <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you later <laughs> <laughs> now but well i just want to say therapists get paid pretty nicely so um i want my cut if i help somebody out that's not what it was for but since you know since it did help out you know i mean not? did it help you though yeah oh okay that, that's the boy that was what it was for. i still don't like that bitch though <laughs> <laughs> if, if that's what you were expecting me to say <laughs> no i'm expecting you to be like you know what I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm working on it. Okay. Good job. I still don't like it. <sighs> Lord, gee. Anyway. But, yeah, it, it was definitely a good session. You know, so good that we're going we're gonna to keep up the flow. We're going to oh. continue to talk about, uh, talk about it. a few more things. Um, because I feel like it's, uh, um, it's more of a coping mechanism to be able to talk about the hurt move past it and then just talk about the self-love and how to love yourself and love on yourself and i love on myself pretty frequently <laughs> in what ways do you love on yourself talk over 
multiple ways. Mm-mm. We're not going to speak about it. But ah. I la, 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 love myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll leave that up to the imagination. <laughs> <laughs> love. But no, we're, we're definitely going to talk about a few things. Um, so, um, Tacobra got quote of the day since um, in the absence of your partner over here. My friend Diego is on the way, so I got you, bruh. I got you, bruh. I mean, I mean, yeah, he probably stuck yeah. in traffic. Probably, or he may have thought we were recording at nine again, and it wasn't clarified. You just love to take up for him. I take up for my young black kings. I'm sorry. That's why they. That's why they in oh, the predicament they in now. They go. can't be kings because they too busy being boys. We go. too busy holding them by the nuts. People need to be nurtured. We need support as well. Yes, they need to be nurtured. That's your role on earth is to be, they, they a, nor- to be a nurturer. Nurtured. Nurture. Yeah, but sometimes we uphold bullshit. I'm not saying uphold bullshit. And sometimes we didn't call bullshit bullshit. I'm just saying let that hurt sometimes go. Sometimes they need to be nurtured. Time you, you take over you. You okay? Quote of the day. Because <laughs> hey. you don't want to hear Quote of she, the day. She knows she will fucking cradle rock your ass from birth to goddamn <laughs> to the grave. I did all I could do for my baby. He was 98 years old. Shit. <laughs> well, how old was you? <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, my man. Go ahead. I mean, I just like to love stuff out of people. Okay? All right. So the hurt continues. The hurt continues. And the day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom mm. by Anise Nin. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, oh, you really like that. Oh. <laughs> I can only snap with one hand. That's why it sounded like Really? Yeah. I can't snap with my left hand. How, are you right or left-handed? Right-handed. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Okay, yeah. okay so... The only way that we can live is if we grow. The only way that we can grow is if we change. The only way that we can change is if we learn. The only way we can learn is if we are exposed. And the only way that we can become exposed is if we throw ourselves out into the open. Do it. Throw yourself. See Joy Bell. So I really like that one because I feel like that that's just that's it. It's like a it's like kind of like a tidal wave of different like you got to in order to do this you got to do this you got to do this and you know and it's so it's a easy. process yeah absolutely so it's so easy to be like oh you know let that hurt go but after we've admitted it after we've you know said we've recognized it like how do we even though sometimes the hurt will continue. Cause I mean, it doesn't always immediately go away mm-hmm. because sometimes you recognize it. And sometimes you're in a position where you have to see this, the shit constantly. Yeah. Like in your, in your case, John, like, I mean, you can't throw your whole step mom away. It's like, she's not, right. she's not going nowhere. Yeah. Or like babies, babies are a reminder, can be reminders of hurt sometimes. So somebody, um, somebody asked me today if I talked to 
a certain somebody. I was like, oh no, that baby was the nail in the coffin. Yikes. Yeah. Like K. Michelle said, um, how the hell I supposed to compete with a baby? Mm. I mean, I, I, I mean, I recognize the hurt. However, I, it's just, Damn. when there are constant reminders of pain. That's a tragedy. Yeah. And, and it's hard to move forward. You have to like mentally take yourself to another level. Like, because I think at, at, at this point, I'm not even mad, but it's just a constant reminder. Nobody wants a constant reminder of pain. And, and that's, that's actually hard to deal with. So, <clears throat> you know, I have a story about that. Mm. Mm. Story time. So story time. Someone very close to me mm. um, actually was a wife and a mother for very, um, for a lot of years. And um, she had three kids, all of which are super grown, like older than 32, except for the youngest. And she is in her 20s and just went to college. Well, she had her husband actually cheat on her. A man of the cloth cheat on her. (laughs) Did you have to say it like that? Yes. What's funny about that? A man of the cloth. That's the way she said it. A man of the cloth. A man of the cloth. The clergyman. Mm -hmm. Cheat on her and basically have a whole baby. Said he was going to leave politely and be with this woman that he just had this whole new baby with after she raised all of his kids and Ooh. devoted her entire life to Ooh. him and never got a job because of it. He said he was just going to leave. Cool. It's time for her to turn up now, too. No? Yeah. Nah, I'm just, I'm just that's fucked up. No, it's definitely time for her to turn <laughs> nah, fuck up. Like, nah, that's real. I mean, leave no, the church no. and go to the strip club. Like, turn all. No, I'm, nah, I'm that's, nah, that's real fucked up, though. <laughs> that's terrible. I can't even <laughs> And so did he did he do it? No. What actually happened was the woman that he had slept with got a debilitating disease. Oh. That she couldn't even raise the child. Oh, bitch. <laughs> yes. Oh, I already know what the fuck you about to motherfucker say. I'm not raising this bastard ass kid. You oh, ain't got to worry about leaving. Lord. I leave now. This sound like fences. No, it's not. <laughs> You can switch a few details. I got you. These are my godparents, by the way. So don't put them people behind. I forgot you started the story with someone that's very close to you, my man. Her pain, right, John? Her pain is going to help somebody. Maybe she's got a point. So her, she ended up getting a debilitating disease, and my goddad ended up getting cancer. At the same time, so she. Let me tell you. Hold on. Put put a put a pause right there. Put close a pen. put a close pin right there. Do you see how God works? Mm. <laughs> Do you see how He will <laughs> humble the hell out mm. you quick? <laughs> that ain't a church laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Preach. I, <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend, and I um I have a friend who has a sibling who cheated. Mm. And had a baby. And when I tell you, he couldn't deny that fucking kid if he want That little girl 
looks like he hawked her from the back of his <laughs> fucking throat. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what she looked like. Splitting fucking, but that's spitting what. I'm, those are the. I be feeling like God got a sense of humor. Like, ain't nobody gonna tell me God went like low key a comedian because when he do stuff like that, he be sitting up there like with a. Uh-huh. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? <laughs> you must oh forget who the fuck I am. <laughs> you know what the you fuck must, going you on? You don't know how I just twirl this finger around okay. and make some shit happen. But okay, I'm sorry. Mm. He humbled hell at you. Yep. Go, carry on, uh, so Taco. He ended up getting cancer, and she ended up getting a debilitating disease. And in the end, um, my godmother decided to stay, but she got money for the glow up child because she completely made herself over bitch i would have went and got a mommy makeover she got a bitch i got my six toe removed <laughs> whoa you got a six <laughs> no i'm just oh, saying man. i'm just saying <laughs> just, just in case no that was on top Things of the list we don't you know, know about, about no. that. <laughs> i think you might really have a six toe no i don't i ain't never seen you in summers now that i think <laughs> <laughs> You know I got socks on right now with my Nike slides. So, (laughs) but no, I'm saying like I listen. But the thing is, though, um, his son is a reminder because she has to raise that son. Yeah. So it's a constant reminder of what the hell you did to me, and I don't know if I would be as strong. Yeah. And and so the question is, how do you move past that? How do you move past because that's that's hurt that will continue. You can. See, it's, it's two different kind of hurts. It's like mm-hmm. that lingering hurt. And then it's that, uh, I forget about this in two months. And then you're embarrassed because everybody's like, when did you have a baby? Mm. Or where did this little baby, or who's this little <laughs> Girl, child? I just said, oh, I pulled an Angelina Jolie yeah. on y'all. But and, but that's the same thing that I'm doing with my stepmom. Mm. She's personifying the hope. I mean, the hope, the hurt. Mm-hmm. And so now the baby represents the hurt. So now she takes the hurt out on the baby. Mm. That's the one thing that people have to do is like, I'm going to relate it to something that's kind of close to me. Okay. My job. When people come in and they're angry about a situation, Mm -hmm. who are they yelling at? They're going to yell at me. And they always say, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at. I'm mad, or at, I'm mad at the situation. Yeah, or I'm mad at the phone. Well, guess what? I'm not the situation, and you're taking that out on me. It's because people don't know. Like you have to have a release for it, and yeah, the Most first thing that people know how to do is take it out on another person. Hurt right. people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. Like when somebody's mad, the one thing that can make them even more upset is by you not getting upset because they want you to be mad too. They want mm-hmm. you to share in yeah. that shit too. That's that transfer of energy. Yeah. You know, people, I I used to hate when I was in an argument or I knew you were feeling the type of way when you walked in, I could just feel your energy was off. But then you're going to try to start an argument with me to, you know, transfer that. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm blessed and highly favored today. You you ain't going to do it. I got I got God on my side and we're we not going to have none of that today. Oh, you know what made me so heated? Like when I send a paragraph text. <laughs> and somebody and talked text about K. Back, okay. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. K. No. K. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Nah, I'm going to need a, a nah, longer. We're going to go back and forth for a few. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I have. Oh, yep. boy. Yep. Oh, um. <laughs> Thank you, 
It's been plenty no. of times I didn't have to just put my phone down and just breathe. I'm like, nope, mm-mm. that shit just took me there. Listen, I've I've seen a meme and a girl wrote like it looked like eight paragraphs. The guy responded and said, "You know damn well I'm not for the read all of that." <laughs> I, man, I had somebody do that shit too. That shit pissed me off. I typed out this long explanation. The motherfucker said, I'm not going to read all that. Just, okay, I agree. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I was like, you bullshitting right there. He was like, oh, God, I don't read more than three lines of text. I was like, that's like my pet peeve. I hate to be disregarded. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I'm very passive aggressive. Mm. I'm extremely passive aggressive. So, Hmm, that shit can happen any day of the week. <laughs> you fuck around and you can spill your heart out. And if I catch me while I care, mm. you got to catch me while I care. If, if you don't catch me while I care, when you, you might fuck around and send that eight page letter at the wrong time and I might yep your ass. Yep. yep. Or, or, or you might send it and your bubble turn green. Mm-hmm. And you are, you already know what time it is. I, I'm not ready to block you. Block the reporter this time. <laughs> Oh, let me ask a question a little off topic. What happens if you report somebody to spam? Bitch. <laughs> Come on. I need to know. Because <laughs> I, I reported somebody. Your whole iMessaging app will shut down no. and will not allow you to utilize it at all. You say this from experience. You will have to call in. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. There will have to be a one-time exception <gasps> given for you to regain your privileges back if you were marked as spam. It only happens one time. Let me let that number text me again. Let it text me again. Because when you delete the thread, it asks you, do you want to report this as spam? And I'm nice. No, of course not. Whoo, baby, you should never get, gave me that ammo right there. Petty LaBelle. That's what happens. <laughs> Petty LaBelle is in the building. All right. That's All right. What happens. So moving on. So how do you feel like, okay, so you said your godmother kind of just like loved on herself. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, she saw that. I'm sure she still heard about it because. So how do you feel like she moved on or how do you feel like. Well, she didn't put- leave. I think there were different factors as to why she didn't leave. Like, she literally had nothing. She had no career. Mm. She had no skills mm. because she devoted herself to her to him and the family, and he was in the military. So she was a house mom, and that's what she did. She's an excellent caregiver. She's an excellent caregiver. With no resume. That's a skill. So no she's skills. giving care to his over own a, break baby. Over 35 now. years of, it's all about how you spend it. You got over I mean, 35 years true. of caregiving experience. <laughs> I can prepare meals. Yep. I can. Um, Your little kids got ex- homework. I've been an executive chef for thirty-five years. Uh, uh, not, not listen. That's a nice ass spin on it. You should Hair. write resumes. Hey, cosmetologist. <laughs> I, I ain't thought about it. Hair braider. Hair mm-hmm. braider. <laughs> um, mas- master custodian, or however you want to word that. I, I cleans up. <laughs> okay. Oh wow. Okay. So. That okay, that's one issue, but like, let's just say that I think she just really loved him too. I mean, she's that's been the only man she's ever loved, and she's loved him for a long time. But she's taking care of somebody's she has to start over child. that adds 
insult to the injury. She's because afraid she's, to let that hurt go. She's but she's raised no, for his kids. But now but, I gotta raise somebody no, no, else's no, no. kid. But this is, I say that, and I, I say it for this reason, and it's kind of like going along with what I was just saying about when you said she didn't have any skills, but she yeah. actually do. It's all about how you look at it. Like to me, letting it hurt go is not forgetting about it, not just saying it never happened, not learning from it. That's what it is to me. It's like learning from it. Like as you, I guess if you can, as you, as, ah, let's start that sentence all the way over. Come on, bring it on in. <laughs> so I guess that that's like the changing part. Right. So like you said, in order to grow, like you have to be put in uncomfortable position. Like if right. you're always comfortable, it's something that you already know. So you're that's never going to learn anything. So, and then at that point you have to change your, I think the biggest part is changing how you feel. Yeah. Because do I always want to be sad about this kid? I mean, the baby's here. Mm, and you know, ra- you're raising him. Yeah. And 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 my and my dad's not divorcing my stepmom in time soon. Right. I mean, and that's the holding or on. ever. <laughs> but that's the holding on to the hurt part. Yeah. Right. So instead of in my situation, instead of focusing on the fact that he's married to her and punishing him for it i just say you know i don't fuck with her so i don't fuck with her but i'm still gonna fuck with my dad yeah yeah so it's just so do you feel like you're stunning your growth any when it comes to that particular situation what you mean like because in the in the statement it said um the only way we can live is if we grow the only way we can grow is if we change so even though you're not changing your direct behavior with her do you feel like you're not growing in that instance no not at all um because like i said at the beginning what i was doing was not fucking with my dad just because Ah. i didn't want to fuck with her as well okay so instead of me just sitting there holding a grudge and letting that grudge that I hold towards her discommunicate me from him, uh-huh. I just say, okay, I don't necessarily have to like her. That is what it is. Right. But I'm going to move past that and still <clears throat> do shit with my dad because but, that that was the negative aspect in the whole situation to me. But are you paid as fuck? Like, do you not speak or? Oh no! Like, and, and, it's, <laughs> and I, that shit. I feel like you probably paid this no, shit. Bro. You don't speak at all. No, 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 no. I'm saying um, I'm not paid. I do oh, speak. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, like, okay, okay. And that's just out of respect for my dad. Like, right. But I've always, and it's been plenty of times. Like, so it's always if I go over to their house, he'll tell me to go into the house and speak to her because it's her home. So but do you feel like he sister- have to tell you that? You know that. No, he didn't necessarily have to tell me, but he tells me to do it. Like, I know it, but I wouldn't necessarily do it if he didn't say it. Yeah. Oh, but then there's okay. also been multiple instances in which she came to my home and didn't get out and speak. And I had to go outside of my home to oh, go speak to her. No. Mm, that's different now. I did, yeah. but I definitely asked him, like, oh, so what's... Like, what's the difference? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, I had to pull that on my mom one time. She came to the house... And wouldn't so she had this thing where she a period of time where she didn't like Nikki. So she would come to the house, stand in the doorway, and won't speak. But she'll say, "Don't bring your ass to my house and not speak." And like when I had to like check her about it, she got offended. Same rules apply. Just because it's not your house, you can't be disrespectful to my house and stand in the living room and my girlfriend is sitting there and then you decide not to speak and because if it, if somebody did it to you 
you would have a bitch fit. Amen, lights. I'm grown. I can do what the fuck I want. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Diego finally joined us. Hi, Diego. Um, hey, you beautiful black king. You. I am not always there when you call. Sorry, huh? You are definitely not Jesus. Did you just quote that? And... Oh my God. No, he was probably quoting Ja Rule. That, that might have been the better one because I feel my heart palpitating over here. Like, I'm getting upset. I may not be. Did you think we were recording at nine? I did. See. I apologize. You always fucking See, no, I just thought about it that we never said it. We never said it. I'm not going to get into this with you right now. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you for having me. Black man. man. See? <laughs> let that hurt towards Let that hurt go. go. I, listen, it I like the you. black man. I just, I, they are enough to deal with. Let it go. Girl, you know that CP time is the best time. Sometimes. Not when we paying people. What are you doing? Okay. You know. okay. All right. <laughs> it's the best time. Boy, we are on paid time. Diego. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, jump right on in. So, anywho, um, we were talking about the hurt continuing and the hurts the hurt ending and letting the healing process begin. But we're kind of right in between that continuing and the ending part. I think for John, it was like just not being petty anymore, which is great. Um, I think it's still a few more little attachments to that in, to before it just kind of ends. Um, but I feel like taking the first step and not abandoning, well, I won't say abandoning, but just making sure to continue his relationship with his dad is always a plus because I know, like I would not go, before my grandfather passed, I would not go see him because I didn't like his wife. Aww. And I didn't like his wife because she was the person he cheated with and he's they're the re- she's the reason that my grandparents got divorced oh gotcha and so mm, did you talk to him about it uh, n- on his deathbed i did you did mm-hmm. uh. i did um but i didn't i didn't even think it was a discussion needed at that time because he was sick his days were limited and you know just being in his presence was enough um mm. but people really show you who they are like when people die and you know in those type of situations and it makes you it makes hurt still linger on like i don't know it's just crazy it's just crazy oh it might be might be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah but anyway Mm -hmm. so um Mr. Sir, uh, Mr. Sir, yeah. Okay, <laughs> start addressing you, Senior, Senior. <laughs> I want to talk about because um, I felt like we had such great connections, uh-huh. but I felt like there was a disconnect. You feel like it's a disconnect. It's always a disconnect with you. <sighs> not right now. No, 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 not like that. Um, <clears throat> but so you and I like kind of talked a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, after the show last week and you made some really good points but your listeners want to hear it like so we we got some feedback and um what they talking about what they, what they got to say 
uh, Diego uh, cut us short. He gave us half ass hurt. Oh, they felt short changed. Yes, short changed. Oh, half ass hurt. Half <laughs> gave us the half ass hurt. But no, no, no. So <clears throat> I kind of wanted you to like kind of touch back on the stuff we discussed like after the show last week, um, because even though you may feel like oh I'm in a different space, I've let right. that go. Like sometimes you really don't let it go. Like. I was I I had always thought that that I had let some hurt go from the things that um, me and Caitlyn's dad had went through, but when I really like when she had like a breakdown a few years ago, and I had to like call him out, like I was like screaming, yelling, crying, and then I referenced something that didn't even have nothing to do with what we was talking about, Mm -hmm. and I was like, girl. You sound like that 22 year old girl like you know so what wh- what do you feel how do you feel like where do you, uh, where oh, do you god. Lord, you like her. this tongue all over the place oh, like, I she said. <laughs> <laughs> john you gotta, I, you gotta take it easy on the mic oh, oh my <laughs> i'm gonna miss you john la, 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 la. go ahead <sighs> anyway where do you feel like you are now um well, currently at the moment, I would say that, I mean, I'm in a, I'm in a decent space. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not ideal, but I'm in an okay space to where, you know, I can start identifying the things like that have caused me pain. For instance, um, I would say like in relationships, you know, I, I wasn't aware until I'd say, I wouldn't say recently, but kind of sort of recently that commitment was a thing that bothered me. You know what I mean? And I wasn't exactly sure why it bothered me. I wasn't even aware that that was what bothered me, but that's what it was. And I wasn't sure why. And I used to try to, I don't know, I guess, look for any other reason, you know, besides my own personal demons to why, you know, the commitment issues were there. Why, you know, once I get with somebody and it's all great, why all of a sudden, you know, I start feeling some type of way or, you know, maybe looking for something that wasn't necessarily there that would bother me about this individual. And I had to just, you know, really do some soul searching. And I found out that, you know, it's really because of my my parents' relationship. You know, mm-hmm. what I saw them still go through to this day, actually. And it's just not that they left each other because they're still married. I mean, they've been married for a long time now, but they almost just like they absolutely can't stand each other. You know what I mean? So and they just coexisting. Yeah, they just, you know, they're like roommates almost. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's been that way since I was a little boy. Now, they separated when I was young, and I used to go through those whole fits. So, well, you know what I'm saying? It feels like it's my fault. Yeah. And then... I wonder why kids feel like that. Just because, you know, anytime there's some fussing and fighting going on or whatever, you know, they always try to, you know, hush-hush it. Like, you know, no, nah, it's all right. You know, this, that, and the third. You know, they try to... But you can sense it. You know, you feel when... The energy's not, you know, authentic. You know what I'm saying? You know when your parents is your parents and you know when it's some static going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And no, if you I'm, won't I'm tell me what's because, up, I'm going to feel like it's me. Yeah, I'm laughing because when my parents just argue, I'd be like, what the, what the fuck wrong with them niggas? I know I ain't do it. Let me go. <laughs> <laughs> and then my dishes, fuck y'all. I'm going outside to ride my brain. <laughs> no, that's why I'm laughing because I, I, and I'm, I say that because when Nikki left, Caitlin went through this whole what did I do mm. or you know what can I do 
and she was only nine nine ten at the time and it was just like girl this is way bigger than you that's why i said i wonder why kids feel like that and why some kids feel like that because like i said i was like Y'all I think arguing? they try to find a common factor and they are a common factor in your relationship. Mm. So they might tie it to that because they're not mature enough to, you know, think anything else. Yeah. Because I'd be like, man, all right, well, I'm going outside ride my bike. I know I ain't did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, no, so just talking to you, though, made me feel like I was telling Takova, you sound like every guy I've ever dated that don't know that they're hurting or don't know that or not aware that their issues from home transfer have, over have, yeah. have spilled over into their personal life right. um <clears throat> like so many men that won't admit that their father not being around has been an issue right. you know or so many men that won't admit that seeing a mama with a bunch of men has has played on them what if they don't know I mean, very true. And that's not what that's the position I was in. Like, I had no idea that that was what was really bothering me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like, it'd be like, you know, you would think it was something that this girl did to you or something that she may have said or, you know, you know, whatever situation may go on, it's a myriad of things, but it's not really that. It's really just you, well, me being afraid to be miserable with somebody because that's what I've seen for so long. And so I used to true. think it was my fault, not that they really so true, right? And I used to think it was my fault, not that they hated each other, but that they wouldn't just. I was a kid that wondered why my parents wouldn't get a divorce. Like you didn't from the time I was a little boy, y'all ain't even sleeping in the same room with each other. You know what I mean? Mm. So what's the point of staying here? Is it me? Am I the reason why y'all are staying together? Because if so, like you know, just I get it. Like just I don't I don't need you to stay good together job. for me, right? <laughs> You, you did good while last I want to I want to piggyback off of that, and like I feel him one hundred percent, but like from a different aspect of it, like I said, as far as like what's taking me so long to like get married or whatnot is not wanting a marriage to end in divorce, and like one of my biggest fears is like that I'll end up old and miserable and look back and be like, damn, I didn't waste it, my mm. life. What the fuck was I doing? Exactly. So like that shit can have like dual effects growing up in either either aspect of it it made me almost like a self-destructive type of person like you know what i mean it's like this this situation may be going so well for me i just know right. that one day we're gonna be stabbing each other in the back you know like my old man and my old yeah, lady you feel crazy. me like so it's like so a, sad though it is and here's, you see why and here's I the thing i'm about to say you roll your eyes but i was just boo. about to say here's the thing like <laughs> Like you said, um, well, you said, why don't they admit it? What if they don't know? Yeah. And then someone that does know, instead of letting them know that, they just blast them for it, like, oh, well, you ain't shit. Mm. You just ain't shit, yep. nigga. Right. That. All niggas oh, ain't shit. Y'all niggas just niggas ain't shit. you told they weren't shit? All of them. <laughs> All of them. But I felt like there were times where I, I recognized some things and I, mm-hmm. I I might have said something but even guys are like y'all are like us a lot when it comes to defense mechanism and your wall being up like you can tell the nigga listen I, I feel you you know your dad went around I get it you know however XYZ 
Oh, you don't know. You don't know nothing about my motherfucking life. Like you don't know my daddy. You don't know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, I mean, cause I, I've, I've had situations where I've like said, hey don't be like don't be the type of dad that your dad was you know you know how you felt when your dad didn't come around don't do that to your daughter you know and it's it was like a defense it was like whoa well you don't know how i feel i see you know the hurt all in your face like you're being defensive now like you're you're upset with me now here's the thing too though you have to like different people are going to take different forms of communication like, what if using the negative language of don't do this, don't do that, don't do that, all he hears is that, don't do this, don't do that, as opposed to saying, hey, do this with your daughter, mm-hmm. do this with your daughter, do yeah. that. Because even as it may seem like very small, but like working in sales, that's one thing that, you know, I've trained on or whatnot, like those small words can trigger the way people think and the way they react to you yeah because i've always been told um or i used to always when i worked in retail management i used to always say tell them what we can't tell them what we can't do for you exactly what you're talking about like you're saying the same thing but it's the way you're delivering it using that negative language like our brains are triggered to say okay don't is a negative word yeah Yeah. Hmm. so how do you feel like you're moving past that like in your current relationships um well, I don't know. I don't know if I would say moving past it, but well, how do you expect to grow? Or well, I'm learning to work with it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm learning to understand what it is. Like you know, you need to indulge in the pain to really, you know, be able to fully enjoy when it doesn't hurt anymore. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you did, like yeah. you know, I is that where the church clap come in? That man saying a mouthful right so, now. You know, so like I indulged in it. You know what I mean? I really sat in it and kind of just. You know, sometimes I just looked at them. I would literally sit at their house and just, you know, just kind of observe them, just watch them, mm. watch them move, watch them not speak to each other. Sometimes, you know, when I had interactions with them as a youth, I would hear them say ugly things about each other. Mm. But in the same light, it's just like, well, damn, this is the person that you spent your life with. And you can say something about that. T- like, you know, mm. why would you? Why are you here? Yes, why yeah. are we still like, why are you here? here? Why are we still doing this? And I get it. It might be cheaper to keep her or whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever. But You ain't got to get divorced. Just can't go. I mean, and I don't know what the cost is. I ain't never been married. I ain't never been divorced. However, I feel like for my own happiness, for my own peace of mind, if I do not have to exist in this space. Not a a lot of older people got divorced, though. Yeah. I mean, very true. Very true. You do see a lot of those older couples that that do go like at each other's face. Like, I mean... And it was just a different time nowadays. You know, people just, you know, I don't like you fucking. Yeah. Whatever, and see, on. that's that thing. We talk, I think we talked about that a couple of episodes ago. And it could be the effect of people, watch, like, seriously, like, watching older couples be at each other's neck like that. People saying in their head, like, I, I don't, do yeah, don't yeah, want to yeah, be yeah, like that. For my whole life, that's really what it's been. Right. Yeah. I just can't be y'all. And they even separated. That was a fucked up part, too. And then, you know, when they separated, and then, too, mental health. Like, especially for young black boys, I feel as though it's just been woefully neglected. Like, because you was taught to I like... I mental health, period, though. We, we we will put that shit up under the rug. Black folks don't do that. True, we but pray. even more so, guys, because, like, 
But then so you you a talk to swallow that shit. You can at least get it out. Yeah. You yeah. know, express it. You know what I'm saying? At least, you know, you don't have to stay pent up. You don't have to. Or it's more acceptable for you to release Sometimes, your emotions. But even because like my postpartum. Told y'all just suck it up. Yeah. When I went well, through my postpartum, not, not uh, my mom was like, people have babies every day. Get your <laughs> shit together. But I was just like, girl, I just had a baby. My daughter's father just threatened to take my child out of the hospital. I'm living with my parents who don't like his parents. My cousin got killed three days after my daughter was born. Like my postpartum was like by far the most stressful time. And just listen. And I believe it. What I'm shout out to Zoloft because this you know, shit we don't, kept me steady. We don't necessarily like I'm pretty sure there's a group somewhere, you know what I'm saying, that would at least be there for that young lady or whatever who would yeah. have those issues. Like But a lot of women don't even realize they have postpartum. Mm-hmm. Right. And then a lot of what I'm saying is even for a lot of young, you know, men, just speaking like, you know, from experience, from rubbing elbows with a lot of young men out here that have a lot of mental issues that go completely unignored. Like they can't let the hurt go because they don't know they hurting. Yeah. Because nobody really wants to hear about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they say, well, why don't y'all talk about it? Because nobody cares to listen. It's yeah. kind of like, a, you know, we don't want to hear that shit. Like, nigga, stop with I that bitch I don't think it's that shit. they don't know they're hurting. I think it's that they were conditioned not to articulate it. Mm. That's how I feel like you're supposed to be. You're a young, you're a young, strong black boy. You're supposed to be tough. Like yeah. I think you were taught to. <clears throat> we, not and and it. I'll admit, like we, we, and I say we, like black women, we put the weight of the mm-hmm. world on the man's shoulders. But mm-hmm. that's how we were conditioned. That's how we were taught. Yeah. Um, I tell people all the time. My dad told me men are supposed to protect and provide for you. Um, so we put that weight on them to, you know, protect us, provide for us. And some some women, not all, put that weight on them and don't even try to assist. You know, it's just like, oh, no, you're supposed to take care of me, you know, type thing. Not like we're a team. We should do this together, right. you know, and then. That's that's how you get people out here robbing people. Yeah. You know, that's how you get, you know, cuz the first thing I I hear black men or some black men say is I can make more money in a day than I can make in a, in in 2 weeks, you know. Doing and, this is yeah, to right. This. And because I have to provide. Mm-hmm. However, I don't want to bury you black man. Right. Like I don't, I don't want to bury you. I don't want my dough kicked in in the middle of the night. And I, I feel bad for men who are under that type of pressure to provide with that being the only alternative. It's it's two things. By assist, you can do it. It can be more than just financial because you can just be supportive. Yeah, right. like That's it's, on, yeah, it's nothing so. wrong with putting the weight of the world on the man's shoulder, but it is something wrong with putting that weight on. The, weight of the world on his shoulders him trying to do it and then you bashing him if he fucking fails yeah instead of picking him up right and then too like it as far as going to the streets and selling drugs and shit, like some some drug dealers are actually some of the smartest motherfuckers in the world they just most fucking brilliant energy. niggas i yeah. ever met in successful. my life yeah. to be honest with you the ones who are successful they choose to do that yeah because like, you could do any, they could do literally anything right. Right. you could be that successful in selling drugs like you can be even though like it's probably way easier to sell drugs than anything else, like oh, if you like the grind that they put into that shit to get there, 
if you if put, that, put much that much work in anything else, mm-hmm. you would be Bruh, able to I used to tell the nigga else. I used to fuck with, you are by far the most brilliant nigga I know. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why you won't just let's and i used to even say let's take a different approach let's look at something else conditioned it let's let's know a lot of times too um speaking from personal experience you know i had gotten involved with some less than uh stellar activities before (laughs) and (laughs) it was literally because being a straight a student was boring as shit and then too just the structure of high school in general that was another cause of hurt but you know later for that we may have another episode down the road (laughs) but just the structure of that in general wasn't designed for a person like me I couldn't understand why I had to dress a certain way look a certain way you know um, do homework you know like just that whole the whole systematic right I was already used to I was already used to earning as well so I understood how like the real world worked and high school was absolutely nothing like it most geniuses and entrepreneurs they say don't do well in school for that same reason because those people that change the world and are entrepreneurs are people that don't follow the what basically the worker be yeah you know that they also said I, i read somewhere on the internet somewhere that said um i wish teacher teachers would have told us how how much more successful we would have been with the trades other than pushing degrees. Boy. And listen, I, I never knew. I never knew until my adult life that people with trades make way more money than people with degrees and certifications. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Just that, just my payroll certification. Listen, even though that bitch is like four hundred dollars, mm. I I can literally make almost clean into at least six figures. It depends on where I'm at, what I'm doing, where I'm located, you know. And it's just like I got to take a test. I got to right. study three months. That's it. I don't have to go to school for four years. But I, and I, so me me and um, shout out to Blake. Me and Blake had a really good conversation the other day that kind of honed in on our background and how our parents feel which had kind of dragged on to how we feel now so his question to me was um do you think it's a disconnect between our parents and us as african americans when it comes to what it means to work hard do our older black people not realize it's more to life than factory jobs because Donald Trump wants factories in America to thrive, but who aspires to be that guy? And it was crazy because I tell people all the time, when it comes to this podcast, my dad, he'll he'll be like, good job, boo. You know, whatever. Great. Right. Glad you're doing something. My mom be like, well, when you gonna get a real job? You know, right. or when you gonna, do you get paid for that? And I think it's because, like I told him, um, it's how our parents were raised. They were raised as, okay, factory jobs back then clearly paid hella money. You get all this overtime, you get benefits, okay, whatever. But there have been so many jobs that have been just created, like literally just created, that are paying more than any factory job that are not requiring little to little to no education. And 
our generation is like, no, nah, fuck that. I'm not wearing goddamn steel po- steel toe boots all day and working in no assembly line just to say that for 20 years just to be like, oh, my mom made it. No, that I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. And I feel like the reason being is because the possibilities of employment have grown like leaps and bounds years and our parents don't understand it like mom like i don't even know i even told blake i was like i don't even think my mom has a passion i think she was just conditioned to to be like hey you gotta work you got a kid you gotta work get you a certification or something that you're good at that's gonna pay you decent and be content with that and i think even now that's where she is she's like it this paid me good I went and got a little piece of certification for this. This is cool. Great. I mean, whatever. And it's not like, I I love this. You know, it's not, I wake up to do this shit every day. I can do this shit for the rest of my life and die happy. And, and it's hard to even explain to them, oh, I'm doing my passion. Or I'm doing something that I works. Mean, for I don't me. even think it's a generational thing, though. Because you have people in every generation that follow their passion. That's why they own their own businesses well I was gonna say I think it's from black people being so far behind the eight ball that you know we don't really <laughs> shout out to eight ball we hey, don't really hey, have the, uh, <laughs> hey girl not letting that go but yeah we don't really have the luxury of you know really allowing our children the freedom of finding out what their passion is you know what I mean mm. if they don't if they don't just come upon it early in life and just gravitate to it you know by the time a lot of kids in the hood, by the time they're 11, 12 years old, they doing something to help bring some, you know, some. Yeah. Or start telling our kids household. that they could be in the NBA. I mean, or the NFL. I mean, and not saying that you can't. However, conditioning them to really find out what it is that they like to do that's realistic. I, mama wants you to be on the NFL team truly however you like you like drawing you're good at drawing you know you could be an artist anywhere you could be an architect you know those are the type of things that you know we should kind of hone in on because even like I don't even know and I think that's kind of like I, my my sibling I can't I think that's why he feels the way he does because like he didn't always do the best that my parents thought he should have did in school so School wasn't an option for him, for my parents. My parents was like, oh, no, you need to go to the military. Like, why do we do that? Like, why do we do that? And, like, he's he resents them for going overseas, being deployed, and having PTSD. So now he got all this hurt that he don't even know how to express. And it that spills over into his personal relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, his PTSD spills over into his personal relationship. Him resenting my parents for going in the military spills over into his personal relationships. So it's just like, it's so much hurt and so many different things that we all struggle with. And and it, it, it starts from the beginning. Something, who knew not know, not knowing if I wanted to go to school or not was going to spew me in a, in a direction where I would be dealing with so much pain. Like, so it's just, mm, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I try to be like the, not the best mom, but I try to listen. And I, I used to always let Caitlin try whatever she want to try. 
one year she played violin one year she played piano one year she played softball my mom used to always say you should make her stick with something i was like no i want her to dabble in whatever she want to dabble in till she finds it i don't want you to just be like oh i paid five five hundred dollars for this violin so you're gonna play it and you hate it you know that's not your passion you really like dancing you know i feel like we should just kind of like allow them to kind of just like you know do whatever I think and, yeah, be a balance, I, and yeah. i think the only thing that i'm gonna well for me as a parent the only thing i make my kids stick with is you know the type of qualities that i would want them to display as an adult mm. you know what i mean i don't care what it is you're doing as long as you have love you know and respect and that's pretty much it. You know, anything else that you do is going to be, you know, completely up to you. I was I was going to say something similar to that. Like, I think that just letting kids do whatever they want doesn't teach them certain qualities that they'll need as an adult. Right. That's, it's kind of like the every kid gets a trophy. Mm. So the motherfuckers don't know how to lose. So when they get into the real world and they get dealt an L they're, and they feel like they're, they're supposed shooting to up win. Shit, yeah. You know, you know or, yeah. Basically, those are the people that that do shit like that, those people that have never had to deal with that, that hurt before. Right. And yeah. it comes at a time and they like, oh shit, I don't know how to deal with this. This isn't supposed to happen and they don't know how to deal with it. Absolutely. So what benefits do we gain from um, letting pain go? Well, first, I, I guess I would say like, you know, you would have to really know how to let pain go and understand too that it doesn't all just go away at once. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, tear no skin off and then tomorrow you wake up as brand new skin like right. no yeah. that shit got the scab it's like up a healing process the mm-hmm. scab got to come off and then that little skin got to be kind of fucked up a little bit before the real shit even come back <laughs> you know and even when the real really shit been come back that shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> i mean but that's real talk though so it's like it's like you have to build the endurance to c- continue to just like kind of just smooth your way through it because one day you might wake up and you may be like oh this i can i can handle this you know and you move on and then the next day you have the smallest reminder i never forget um so when uh, a friend of mine first met you and we went to dinner oh jesus and you took your goals out and she had a cry fest at the table because it reminded her of Mm. you know someone that she had lost that's close to both of us but he he got goals so he would always take his goals out to eat and she was like he was he was the first person i've seen in a long time take their goals out to eat and it just made me think of him and i was like so at what point do you do small things like you gotta you gotta work up the strength to kind of move forward you know how how do you not cry every day you know how do you not allow small reminders to upset you so it's like it's like a flood of different things like i was so thankful for the being mary jane phase when she first came out because seeing her do the um sticky pad thing on her mirror was i don't know about nobody else but that shit was a one and it was therapy because it's just like constant reminders because sometimes we like i i use tacopa so much i'm sure she get tired of me using her but she's like my constant reminder for certain things and probably vice versa but when i was at home i used to i i bought post-it notes just to post shit on the mirror don't you know just not even like a don't do this or don't do that but you're beautiful 
did you pray today did you take your vitamins don't let negative thoughts get in the way you know just small things that you that will truly help you move forward i mean and i think everybody has to kind of find their own little thing but it it kind of just starts there so that was your like self-love regimen uh yeah for a while for a while and and we all need one and knowing when when you're not ready not not even just dating like i'm i wasn't ready to go out for a long time right you know i wasn't ready to date for for a minute i won't say a long time but (laughs) 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 mama got needs um (laughs) did you say (laughs) 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 you know what fuck you john but anyway so one thing that I, I have a hard time doing though when it comes to black men and I'm gonna do better I have a hard th- hard time empathizing with their experiences and what they're going through maybe because everybody's not aware I feel like they're they aren't aware of what they're going through and they're so conditioned to be strong and they're like nah I'm straight you know I ain't going through nothing I'm good right. and it's just like I'm just trying to help you like I don't know and, and we well, is it too. I'm just trying to help you Ooh. or nigga I'm trying to help your ass Ooh. no not sometimes well, no, no cause a lot of black men too <laughs> yeah. I got a spin for you you know what What I'm saying is a lot of black men too you know it's it's not necessarily they're fearful as mm. well of, of perception because you know it's just but the nature but why are you of, afraid of perception when we behind closed doors you gotta understand it's the nature of the beast it's that you have to be we have to come from a place of dominance if not cause we always have been behind Mm. Like unless we're the absolute best or the absolute strongest or the absolute toughest, you know, a lot of them just get washed away. So you feel as though any crack in your armor at all is a sign of weakness. And mm. if you have that weakness, you know what I'm saying? That's that's vulnerability. We are afraid of that vulnerability. <sighs> here's here's another mm. spin too. Um you're conditioned to think a certain way about a guy because of your stepdad. Mm. Very so true. It's certain shit that it's gonna trigger like, oh well, this motherfucker might just be a sorry ass motherfucker. Very true, very true. That that is very true because what I always I used to always say or I still say I wanna I wanna marry somebody like my dad, you know like, and when men don't display certain certain like values or, or certain things, I I kind of look at them cross eyed or I look at them sideways. I try to give them the benefit of the doubt. I try to ask questions, but then after a while, I'm turned off. Let me ask you a question. Just so do I just you, I just what? No, oh, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> Asking permission to ask a question. So, <sighs> pet peeve of John's. When you um, actually meet a guy, do you think just because you have you have your um, feelings about your stepdad, but do you think since you've experienced bullshit from your relationships and they have been guys, do you go into new relationships like looking for bullshit? Um, I don't say I, I I don't say that I look for. It. I feel like it's easy to spot though. I feel like it'd be like sh- if you're looking big for ass it. shit stain on yeah, white tablecloth. I'm not looking for it, but it's like how can you not see it? Here's what I'm saying: not necessarily saying that you're looking for it, but it's like I've had plenty of situations where a chick will take a situation and then like multiply that shit by 100 because it reminds her 
of a different situation that's like way bigger. And it's like, like you said, I spotted this characteristic from you in this situation. So this is probably how you would react in the, a similar situation, but on a grander scale. Mm. But not necessarily, though. Like, uh-huh. it's certain shit that just isn't that important to me, and it's certain shit that is, like, paramount to me. Like, certain shit that you'll never have to worry about me doing or letting you down in. But, like... Give me some examples. All right, so picking up clothes behind myself in my room is not that important to me. It's mm. my room, you know? But what about when you share that space with somebody else? Then that shit is paramount to me. Like, mm-hmm. I understand. That's what I'm saying. Like, so okay. if someone could, like, just... Making up an example, like if you come over to my house and see clothes all in my room, like, oh, this motherfucker junkie ass, dirty ass nigga, like I could never live with him. Without understanding that, all right, I understand that if I'm sharing a space with someone, it's not my space, so I have to be respectful that it's their space as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that you say that because I am naturally a junkie person. But when when me and Nikki lived together, like everything had a place. Right. So I, mm, mm, I never thought about that because I thought about that made me think about um, what do we call him, Baby Bay, with the with the head, Baby Bay, what with the the baby carrier shit at his house, him, um, baggage bay, baggage bay. Oh okay, oh, made me think about him because that nigga nasty. Mm. But he may not be nasty if he had to coexist with somebody. Dang, that shit everywhere. I was like, oh my God, I got to get the hell out of here. Now, don't get me wrong. It's certain shit that's just like, nah, motherfucker, you just a nasty ass motherfucker. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just saying, we talking about like, I'm if I kick the Levi's off today, you know, yeah, nah, they over there on the side of the bed. I ain't okay. talking about like pizza nah. boxes in the corner and shit. Yeah, this I nigga mean, like has shit right every yeah, fucking yeah, where. Like on the kitchen table, you the, your palate from the sofa that ain't moved in three weeks because that's your palate. Mm, like, yeah, no. Nah. Oh, man. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> so let's start with Diego. What is self love for you? What? How do you? How do you? Um. Well, let me go back. So, what is self love? Um, self love is regard for one's own well being and happiness, chiefly considered as a desirable rather than uh, narcissistic characteristic. So, what do you? What is your self love regiment? Um, just kind of working past some of your hurt right now. Um. I don't even know that I even have a regiment. It's literally just trying to live my life in like a, well, I call it a pure fashion. Okay. And to me, purity is making sure that I don't compromise myself in my effort to like, you know, interact with other people. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, um, like one of my pet peeves is like, for instance, like if I'm having a, a debate with a person, just because I may disagree with what that person says doesn't mean I should compromise myself and say something about that person just because I don't have a rebuttal for their argument. Bitch ass nigga. You see like what that. I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, you know, <laughs> sir, you're wrong. Well, you're a bitch. You're right. Like, <laughs> well, you know what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, so that's that's basically what I do to get past my hurt. And then two, I feel like a well-rounded person should have something that moves them to think, laugh, and cry every day. So mm-hmm. I try to you know, sit and meditate with myself. You know what I'm saying? Really think about it. Well, what's something that may have hurt my feelings recently yeah. that, you know, I may not be aware of? Because, you know, some things hurt our feelings and I'm so busy doing something else I didn't even realize right. it, yeah. you know? Taco always gives us um, 
in the girl group chat she gives us like shit to do like homework every week and then she buys us notebooks and tell us to write down that they don't write in so we don't, we don't do that in the yeah, nigga no, group no. chat <laughs> well nigga man, group chat you know, that's a good idea it's, <laughs> however she what was your what would you tell us to do um it's i want y'all shit. to like write affirmations every single day because words are powerful it manifests into reality. Mm. So if you sit up there and you write down that you're beautiful, if you write down you're going to succeed, right? that's a, a reminder and you're sending it out there to the universe and it's going to return to you. Do yeah. people still write? Yeah. They should. Yeah. I, I write. I write every single day. You don't write shit. Day. You type. Uh, I mean, same thing. Hamburger cheeseburger. It's not. Uh-uh. It's not. It is not. Well, I, first of all, this comes with a pen. I can write. Oh, but you, you don't. I, I do. Do you? I do. Uh, I do. I want to see it. But that's part of my self-love <laughs> regimen. Um... I write affirmations every single day. And, what do you say? Um, um, it's really, I showed Monique one day a, a, a I am page, and I literally wrote like a thousand phrases on that one page that mm-hmm. said, I am something, and mm-hmm. it's something positive. So how can we repurpose our pains to be a catalyst for self-love? Um, repurposing your pain I do that, and I think I get on people's nerves a lot because I'll find the good in anything. Like, girl, you will find the well, good in the devil. Well, that happened, but it is. You can use this. I mean, just she like, does it all the time. She saves yeah. saves you a lot. I save you every single time. <laughs> you owe her your life. So, but you know what? One one good thing that I have learned to do is I'm building my letting go muscle. Like, I will let a motherfucker go. Yeah. Um, I I'm learning to protect my own energy a little bit more because remember i said i would hold on to people because i know i'm a certain type of way yeah um that turned into me inviting anything and anybody Ooh. in my space let it go and um I it would be people to hurt important. me oh yeah. yeah i'm learning to protect my energy i will say bye i, I don't think niggas mind fucking up your energy they're coming no, they in don't. and tasmania devil all through your shit and Bitch. be like all right i'm out what? And then you just all discombobulated. And not like, give two fucks. <laughs> <laughs> John, what's your regiment? Your self love regiment? Not giving a fuck. Uh, Whoa. Say that again. <laughs> Whoa. Now we don't give nan. Now wait a minute. But I need some explanation. You already know it's coming with an explanation. So um, probably about a year ago or so, mm-hmm. um, I read a book. Well, I didn't read a book. I listened to a book. I bought the book to read, but I never read it. Um, so, so I bought the audio book. Yeah. Oh, okay. Same thing. You read um, it. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Woo! Let me tell you, that's a good ass book. It's a good ass book. I read like the first three chapters. Trash. But what I read was good. <laughs> Man, you really need to like you really need to read the whole thing. Or do like I do and just get the audio book. Like I was tempted to buy the audio book. I feel like I'd be cheating myself no, when I buy the audio book. The, the, the most important thing is the message. Mm-hmm. Like I like I bought the book. To read it, but then I remember, like, I don't really just sit down and read like that. And even though I should, I know I know how to read and I can read well. So I was like, I think the more important thing here is the message. So thank you for reiterating that for me, because like I bought, Char- I mean, I bought Charlemagne's audiobook. I mean, I bought the audiobook for Charlemagne. It was amazing. I got through the whole thing. In how long? Mm, maybe like three days. Exactly. And I was like, Lord, I would never would have had the time. Thank you. To exactly, and that's what I'm saying. The message it. is the is huh. the most Some important. Some people thing. are auditory learners, yeah. but here's what I learned from that: like you only have a certain amount of fucks to give in your life, or you're gonna drive yourself fucking crazy. Yep. So what it when you sit and sit back and think like that, it causes you to treat your fucks like they're precious, basically, mm. and you start 
only deciding to give your fucks to shit that deserve your fucks to be given to them. Oh, yeah. Right. So you stop worrying about petty shit. You stop worrying about people that you don't even necessarily know or like not liking you. Like, bro, I don't even fucking know you. Like, how are you contributing to my life? Why do I give a fuck about what you think about right. me? Right. And that, that kind of goes into what I was really saying, like, on the first, well, the little bit that I did say was that, you know, whatever you manifest is exactly what you're going to have. Like, you can't think about all this negative energy all the time right. and expect to have anything positive yeah. play out in your life. At some point, you have to just be like, you know what? That thing used to bother me. It really don't right. bother me no more. Like, I don't yeah. care anymore because I care more about, right. you know, this positive thing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Whatever doesn't hurt me. I care more about it than what does hurt me. I think I throw, I think I throw that out a lot, but I always, I always throw it to my I attach it to my age I'd be like I am 30 fucking 6 years old I don't give a shit like but that's that's literally the same thing like you 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 gotten to an age and you've gone through enough shit to where you realize like okay this shit isn't important enough for me to give my energy my attention yeah. to Hashtag. like I'm going to instead give my energy and my attention to this and yeah, this right. and this like Taco Bell had to like um I won't say talk me off the ledge but um I got upset about some stuff that kind of fell through when it came to the show and she was like look fuck right. it it's not important and i wasn't like all riled up i don't like when people let me down no no no, not you i wouldn't have said it if he wouldn't have rolled his eyes at me um, shady's back, <laughs> back, back again. Again. <laughs> well, i don't like when people let me down and i feel like i i'm not at the point where i'm okay with people sleeping on me yet i think i would be better with people sleeping on me when i blow the fuck up or when i get to a stage where i feel like i'm really like doing what i want like as far as my art and my craft goes um i don't like for people to disappoint me i i take it to heart even though i sh probably shouldn't and i've had so many lessons in between now and the last couple of years where i should be a little stronger than that um uh, i i feel like i am slightly but then i still get a little I feel I get a little in my in my bag when I feel a little slighted, like, and then I have to call Taco and be like, "You know that bothers me," and she'd be like, "Yeah, she's like, well, friend, enabling, you know what you got to do." No, why? Why exactly? let it the fuck go? Yeah, she was like, she'll tell me quick. She's like, you know what you got to do. I'd be like, what? Fuck them. Them motherfuckers ugly. And oh, their hair oh, uneven. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant. They <laughs> look Whoa, dusty. Who, who, now, she'll go through a whole list of shit. I'm and I'm like, what kind of advice what? was that? To just she's fuck fucking right. But I, I just don't like Let to be go. disappointed. Yeah. And then she she always tell me, is that the battle you want to pick today? Is that what you want to? Your piece is too important. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm learning to just kind of like select the things that like selective caring. What I want to care about today. Right. Um I'm getting better at it. However, mm, it, it's still it, it, some shit throwing me off off guard right. sometimes. Me too. You can't you can't let your peers decide what you care about either. Because yeah. you know, it's yeah. just like it really has to be self love. It's got to be genuine to you. Yeah. Like if it's some shit that you just don't give a shit about and your friend loves it, tell your friend in the most pure way possible. I don't, Look, I don't friend, I don't I don't give a shit about that. Because sometimes I get tired of hearing about the same niggas. I'm like now, nah, I give a shit about you because you're my friend, right. but I don't give a shit about that. Mm -mm. I'd be like, "Hey, we we still talking about this?" Mm. 
can we please? And that friend has to be unselfish enough to understand, to understand yeah. where yeah. that shit is coming from. Yeah. Right. You know, we I think we talked about that too. Me and Taco talked about that too. Like we we have a great relationship where I can say, Hey, are we still talking about that? And she'll say the same thing to me. I'll I'll get in my bag like just for a moment. I'll be like, you know what? Bitch, you're right. That nigga ugly anyway. Or or this situation dead anyway. Like or we could say to each other, I told you. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and yeah, it's yeah. just perfectly fine. Yeah. I told you that. I appreciate So I actually got into it with someone that I, I feel is a friend because she, I told her to, she, she was having an issue with this girl about going on a trip. Mm-hmm. And the girl was upset about the room she picked and all this I was like, well, I mean, if it's an issue, tell her you pick the room you pick because you fucking paying for it and move forward. And she was like, I mean, I feel like I don't have to explain all that. I mean, I said, hey, grow the fuck up and had a conversation. So she said I was being rude because I said, hey, grow the fuck up and had a conversation. I told her right then, if I can't fucking tell you to grow up, don't fucking tell me about the bitch ass situation because I don't want to fucking hear it. Because I feel like I'm doing you a disservice as a friend if I can't really tell you you're being petty. That was dumb. Or you're you're acting like a child. Mm-hmm. I want my friends to... I don't appreciate motherfuckers who... I don't like yes men, so I don't appreciate motherfuckers who are yes men. So, anyway. So, we all have subjects. So, anyway. One, one last thing. Is the pain... Is pain the polish needed for the glow up? So, I'm always a fan of the glow up. I feel like... When the glow up comes, you know a bitch done been hurt before or a motherfucker done had some pain that they have literally had a love bath and wrenched that shit all the fuck off. Mm. So I, I definitely love the glow up because one or two reasons. I always want to stun on a motherfucker that hurt my feelings. Always. I don't know about you three niggas, but let me tell you something. The stun up was, I call it stun up. Fuck the glow up because I, I stunned it for at least a year and was like, <laughs> Bitches, do you see these 50 pounds that just miraculously <laughs> melted off of my fucking body, bitch? Do you see this <laughs> hair? It's cute, girl. <laughs> oh, you still Thanks. looking like a wide bed receiver? Okay, girl, you might want to get on my regimen. <laughs> anyway, sorry, <laughs> I was petty. <laughs> but so. It, it is the pain, the polish needed for the glow up. Do guys even care about the glow up, or do you care about stepping on people that hurt your feelings? Yes, some, some do. <laughs> yes, he does. No, yeah. no, not some. Bitch, you oh, do no. you care? I already know this pet. You gotta hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'm about to say, like, no. Yeah, I, I, mean, I know this pet bitch in front of me. Like, I'm for the stunt. Yes. <laughs> Jack and Chan, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't get I don't get any more satisfaction just because you hurt my feelings. Like, you just another person in the crowd, a sea of people that I want to stun on. Yeah, but I, I really be I really live for the stunt for a bitch that either hurt or for a motherfucker that hurt my feelings. Or for a motherfucker who said I couldn't do something. Mm, now that. Whew. But no, in all seriousness, though, like, when I do stunt, I want, like, the people that's around me to really enjoy it. It's not, like, to stunt on the niggas, to stunt with my niggas. And, oh, I'm always stunting with my niggas. But, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, that's what I, like. I like to stunt with my niggas. And I really would prefer for you to not even know about it. But one question. If you hurt by One question. And this, this, this is probably kind of off subject. But I, I got to know from the table, how do you... 
do you feel like you outgrow people? No, no, no. Don't don't answer all at once. Let me let me get out what I want to say. I I am in a position where I feel like me and some of my friends are not on the same wavelength when it comes to relationships or life or what I want for myself or parenting or life goals. And I feel like I'm on this wave. I don't really know where it's going. However, in my mind, that bitch going all the way up. And sometimes as much as we want like to stunt with our niggas, sometimes we can't take our niggas with us. How do you, do you outgrow people? How do you, how do you outgrow people? And how do you like move forward when you outgrow people? Cause just cause you outgrown don't mean you got to cut them off. Well, I mean, I don't know if, if anybody except for, you know, there's a, there's a very select few people that I think are meant to be in your life for its duration or for the entirety. You know what I'm saying? But everybody else is literally there for a season. Like I think we serve purposes for each other. Like I'm supposed to meet you. You serve your purpose for me as well as do I. And then I think we're supposed to part ways. And you know what I mean? I don't think we're supposed to feel any type of way about parting ways with the individual except for I really loved and enjoyed the experiences and whatever I grew and learned while I was with that person. Mm -hmm. I appreciate them for it. And then use that in my other dealings with whoever I'm going to meet in the future. But you definitely outgrow people like your friends. I don't think friends are supposed to be friends forever. Like, you know, the friends that I have and when I while I'm going to elementary school, the main post to be my friends, you know, once I've moved on and done something else. But what about now in your adult life? Because some of the fr- people that we are friends with now, we've been friends with probably since college or at least the last decade. Third grade. <laughs> you niggas. <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's not necessarily outgrowing people, but I think it's more so realizing, like you said, what purpose people serve in your life and how to deal with them. Like, right. like this person. Certain people that have or... let you down in certain situations time after time after time. Like you said, you don't necessarily have to cut them out, but I'm not gonna depend on you in that situation. What if anymore. they ain't let you down? What if y'all just Ain't on the same wave. Then. Because I feel like we all grow. <clears throat> I feel like we all grow in different ways. Um, certain things are important to us that may not be important to other people. Um, so are you saying that's what I'm you saying don't that notice you, them growing as well? Yes. Yeah. You don't notice them me. going down the same path as you. Huh? No, you don't she notice doesn't them notice going, them growing, period. It's growing, going down the same path as you. They <laughs> could be growing. They're just growing in a different way. Very true. Very true. I'll take that. So you realize that, all right, right next to me is not the position for you. Right. Mm-hmm. You need to be, like you said, you don't necessarily cut them off, but uh, I'll holler at you like every six months or so, see how you're doing, make sure your mm-hmm. family's straight. Okay. And then see what I mean about that too is like, okay, let's just say, for instance, like I had a really close friend, right? And that friend decided that they wanted to be on some whole, I don't know, maybe their life wanted to take a turn to be like, you know, a preacher or something. And I just wasn't with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then, you know, we don't really necessarily. What you got against the preacher, man? Not saying that I got it against it, but I mean, nothing that you're talking about is anything that really registers with me Mm. in general. So, like. Was that preacher from King James? It don't matter what they was preaching. Just questions. But anyway. um, (laughs) 
let's just that's say a that. Good question. Anyway, let's just say that you know that's what that person does with their entire life. It's completely evolved and evolved around that. We're gonna naturally grow apart because that's not necessarily what I want to do. But I'm thankful that I know that person because I may meet somebody in the future that really needs that friend that I used to have. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So now that because you were in my life for that season, I can tell it's like, hey, I know a person that you should really talk to or let me link you up with this individual that I may not have spoken to in three or four years, but I know they got what you're looking for. Like, you know what I mean? So I think, kind of like he said, maybe not necessarily outgrow them, but appreciate them for the season that they're there mm-hmm. and then understand how to move past them as well. Sound good. I see a lot of self-love and healing going on at this table. I'm proud of you guys. I'm proud of like the strides that we're making because <clears throat> I think identifying was like key. Um, self-love is easy and it comes in so many different forms. Like I said, how I love myself may not be how to Cobra or John or Diego loves himself but just the fact that you show yourself some love that you are aware of your hurt that you're moving past that you're not like just sitting in this rut is key and it's important because I want to love on me so much that when I meet not even just a guy but like a woman they they are inspired in some type of way they are able to address whatever pains or hurt that they're dealing with and say you know what if she can do it i can do it if he can do it you know i definitely can do it and and not that that makes you better than or whatever but just actually loving on yourself enough to enjoy life i think what makes it what makes it like what makes it what makes it just like one of those things where you want to just kind of dive into it is i want to enjoy life i don't know what the afterlife is like nobody called to tell me that heaven was jumping so i want to be able to really have the best time here like i don't want to I don't want I don't want to spend wasteless time and countless energy on people who mean me no good on people who've hurt me on motherfuckers who said I couldn't do nothing and I'm out here just like doing everything that a motherfucker said I couldn't do or getting everything that you know God said that I could have and speaking and and like Tanya said speaking positivity of your life is so like strong and powerful like I had a little mini like church session in the car this morning and I was like you know what God you are more than amazing and if I had 10,000 good tongues couldn't even thank you enough but I just want my my best advice for everyone is love, 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 love yourself. It is it's so easy to love yourself and so so it's so hard to notify your pain and and point out your pain, but so easy to love on yourself and even easier to get past it because just as just when you thought damn, I couldn't do it. And three months from now, you turn around and look and be like, bitch, you remember when? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Nigga, fuck that nigga. Fuck that bitch. Like, we we out here living. And and, and make it worth, make it, make every day worth living. Just wake up like, this might be the last one. Like, I'm going to do everything I want to do. I'm going to kiss my kids a hundred times. I'm going to tell them that I love them. I'm going to book that flight. I'm going to take that class. I'm going to do whatever it needs to be done to make me happy. Black kings and black queens. Thank you guys so much. This is another. 
You're welcome. Therapeutic. <laughs> Therapeutic episode. Um, I don't have a Bay Chronicle for this week. Um, I want everybody who we sharing the podcast with this week. Somebody who has let that hurt go. Okay. Somebody who is in the process of healing. Okay. So if you know somebody that has acknowledged their pain, working past their pain, healing their pain, and just all around loving themselves and preparing all you bitch ass niggas for the glow up, <laughs> share the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Because I feel like the glow up is, is like the end result. Like, stat time. Straight. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid. Yeah, I like so far. <laughs> but no, definitely share uh, with someone who is um, healing past their pain this week. Diego, thank you so much um, for coming. John, thank you for spending oh, the last three episodes with Please. us. I'm gonna miss you. I'm gonna miss you, friend. We're gonna have to work it out. Uh, 2018, man. Man, we'll work it. Jesus will work it out. Taco Bro. A few hours away. <laughs> Thanks for always being in a building with all of your sweet, lovely, motherly, nurturing advice. I mean, well, y'all are my babies. We know. <laughs> Um, as always, don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and share. Um, and that's it. We're gonna go on and get out of here. I know we way past our time. Bye. Good night, guys. Conversations with Mo is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Music Play. Please like, rate, and subscribe.